Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Hard Currency, the podcast of the Financial Times on the foreign exchange market. I'm Roger Blitz, and Europe was the main battleground for the markets this week, tested by the collapse of coalition talks in Germany which raised questions about the future of Chancellor Angela Merkel, while the Swedish krona was heavily sold off on concerns about the housing market and inflation. And the Turkish lira came under pressure, not for the first time, from further concerns about the independence of the country's central bank. With me to discuss the week's events is George Papamakakis, co-founder and managing partner of North Asset Management. George, welcome. Angela Merkel, on Monday, we had a big sell-off in the euro in Asia. And when Europe woke up, they decided, no, <laughs> we, we don't think that's the story. And suddenly the euro was back on track. What did you make of the kind of the market reaction to that story? I think that was a fair assessment in terms of the way how, how Europe reacted. Mm. I think in the short term, the coalition breakdown, if you like, is not that significant in the sense that what we've just realized over the last couple of days is that there are going to be further talks and there's still a high probability that we're going to get some type of a coalition either back with the Jamaica coalition or potentially a minority government supported by the SPD. So I think in the short term, in terms of significant euro weakness, it's a valid not to have any. Yeah concerns. And not for the first time. The market was far more interested in in data. We had some strong survey numbers out. And at the same time, we've had some certain worries about the US. The minutes of the Fed meeting were a little bit more dovish on the idea of 2018 hikes, which kind of begs the question, are we about to enter another big euro rally? It is true that the European data has really continued to surprise on the upside. I mean, today's PMI was a six and a, at a six and a half year high. Yeah. Um, we were expecting it to soften like it did uh, last month. And that is a legitimate reason to continue to be optimistic about Europe in the, in the near term. One would expect that a lot of the impulse that we saw, which started really at the beginning of the year, should start to, to fade. Uh, so the impulse behind behind um, effectively continued loose monetary policy, yes, yes. The, the positive base effects that we got in really in a lot of the data yeah. that should all start to, to subside entering into Q1. So we think we're um, but we did say this earlier. We do think we've reached a, a, a high point for in terms of European growth and we'd expect it to soften. Yeah, that I think is going to make it a little bit more difficult for the euro to, to continue to strengthen. Um, and I also think you'll see more, um, well, you haven't seen any substantial jawboning from the ECB, but I think they will be a little bit more active in terms of uh, potentially being a bit more dovish and, and trying to talk down the gradual rise if there is one of the currency. The market shouldn't be surprised about that if that jawboning does start to... No, but the market is also long, I think, to a certain extent. And you've seen significant repositioning. and, And you've also seen a substantial amount of reserve buying Um, which is really what's driven the currency over the last, I would say, couple of months. If there's one outstanding flow, it's really reserve managers, which have seen, obviously, especially in emerging markets, have seen quite a large increase in reserves, and they've been buying the euro. And 
reserve managers aren't seeing that because obviously we've they're not seeing continued reserve growth because yeah. we've seen a stop in the emerging market rally. So I think it's going to be tougher for the euro okay. to rally going forward. If there's a kind of a microcosm of, of that story about possible slowdown in, in, in growth in Europe, then perhaps we, we should look to Sweden and Norway, those currencies which had big sell-offs on the back of what was some worrying, uh, well, what looked like some worrying uh, house, house price data. Uh, obviously, Sweden in particular is very dependent on exports and uh, their whole economy seems to be built around a, a lot of house building uh, and there's a lot of household consumption in there. Well, it was quite a, a violent fall uh, and quite a big pickup as well. We should expect further volatility in this currency? I think that the violent fall is is um, took a lot of people by surprise. Mm. Um, and there were some, as, as we market participants say, some stale longs in, in Sweden, which probably got, got flushed out because I think you correctly said the economy is doing exceptionally well. It's a small open economy, highly geared to the European business yeah. cycle and, and particularly the German business cycle. So it should continue to do quite well. Now, the issues around the housing market are issues which are issues which have been flagged for a long time, including by the Rick's Bank. Yeah. And, you know they've tried to address them through macroprudential um, measures. I would argue to a certain extent, um, quite successfully as as much as one can. I think we're in similarly to what we've seen in many countries. As long as you have low rates, it's really difficult to see a housing bust. Yeah. We're mostly likely going to see a plateau, um, maybe some weakness, which is healthy. Um, and you know, at the same time, you continue to have a, a, a economy which is exposed to the um, to the rest of the world and doing quite well. So th- the weakness is not really justified, other than I would say untechnical. Yeah. So we're quite bullish both on the um, Swedish kroner and the Norwegian kroner, actually, as well. Except this is a test about the market's relationship with the central bank, just as it is with the ECB. Um, I mean, to, to, we've we've been so used to uh, the Riks Bank almost having an ideological desire to keep you know rates low that the market is saying, "Come on now, this is uh, it's 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 surely time now," and yeah. and the jawboning just goes on forever. Yep, no, that's a that's a very good uh, point, and I think the fact that you had both the governor and the vice governor come out and actually talk about. The, the, for the first time uh, for as long as I can remember, meaning several years, yeah. actually talk quite explicitly about supporting the currency uh, rather than the opposite. Yes. I think that maybe this is a tipping point. And also inflation in, in uh, did disappoint the last print in, in Sweden. But let's not forget, it's running the highest yes. inflation of any. It's very close to target. Exactly. So I think, you know, we're closer to them seeing a, a reversal, even if that means just being on par with 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 the ECB in terms of the repo rate, and that would be positive for the currency. It's just almost like the central banks just are too scared to see the other side of of QE and tightening. Yes. Well, I think that could be argued for many people. That many people are still living with that hysteresis of two thousand and seven yeah. and two thousand and eight. So. Talking about central banks and how much we can trust them, but Turkey, yet again, has an issue about uh, central bank independence. President Erdogan talking about uh, uh, you know, the, the not wanting to see rates go higher. But again, we had verbal intervention from his uh, economic advisor on Thursday, uh, which actually t- caused the lira to rally. Um, it's, it's almost the, the same issue. It's, it's you know, can, can we, will we finally see uh, the thing that, that, that has been resisted for so long? I don't think so. I think we're still going to see the central bank continue to lose credibility. I think every verbal intervention will be less effective. Mm. 
And this is a, you know, unfortunately, it's a country which is seeing a, a weakening of institutions across the board. So there's no reason to believe that we're going to see a turnaround there. And actually, with a recent move in oil prices, um, the continued tension in the Middle East, and all the issues surrounding their domestic politics, I think the, the situation for Turkey is continues to be questionable. George, what has 2017 been like, as we draw to a close with it, in terms of pricing in political risk, an almost impossible thing to do anyway, and where does 2018 feel on that same issue? So 2017, I think, was difficult for many, including ourselves, because we were quite concerned with political developments, even if they weren't the base case. There were, there were quite high probabilities around having some unfortunate outcomes, and obviously France stands out. But also even in the UK, there's a lot of concerns on how Brexit would develop. And, mm-hmm. But markets have taken all these things um, quite well. In their stride. In indeed. their stride, exactly. Yeah. And, and one of the surprises really how if you like, constructive the markets are on issues in the periphery. I mean, Italy for us continues to be a, a point of concern. We are going to have elections next year. Uh, and according to the polls, the five-star movement is is ahead. And as we know, and as we've seen in Germany, mainstream political parties continue to lose in terms of their popularity. Their polls just continue to be one way, which is probably why in Germany um, we're not going to see elections because they're not going to be favorable for both the SPD and the CDU. Right, right. So 2017 was difficult, and I think um, the the markets were to a certain extent prepared. There was a lot of volatility buying, including from ourselves. I would argue if you look at where volatility is priced, we continue to see a lot of systematic selling of volatility. Well, I would argue that again, we still um, we have potentially some some continu- some important milestones uh, with the Italian elections being mm. the most important, but also developments in in Germany to the extent that if Germany becomes more inward looking, it becomes more difficult for them to manage the European, um, if you like, uh, financial architecture. So the, mar- the market may be a bit underpriced on twenty eighteen. We, we feel so. Yeah. And also, I think the other thing, it's not only politics, but obviously it's the first time we're going to see a genuine decrease in central bank balance sheets. Yeah. Does that, does that finally, does that change or, or give you a new perspective on where to put your money for 2018? Well, we've been arguing to, long, to be long volatility <laughs> um, in, in 17, and, and we'll continue to do so in 18. And I, th- I think for the reasons that I just mentioned, it's not only politics, but it's also we're going to see um, continued tightening from, from central banks. My thanks to George Papamakakis of North Asset Management. Join us again next week to discuss all the big topics on the foreign exchange market. Until then, from Hard Currency, it's goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.